guests from everybody on the show the same question from Delalicious to you. Every guest on this show has been asked these 10 questions. You know the questions? Yeah, awesome. I, mean, what? Right. I, I, I want to know. Oh, okay. you, oh, you can't know the questions ahead of time. I know. That's why I want to know what they are. I'm like, oh, I want to know. glad to have all of you here today. Lucy, Aria, thank you for being here. As always, my wonderful co-hosts. Wouldn't miss it. Always a pleasure. So, Tori Williams, what is the soul? The soul is that warm, gooey, glittery core that we all have. You ready, Azira? Yeah. <laughs> what is the soul? What is the soul? I think it's the innermost being of ourselves, what you, your passions are, who you are, and what you desire to be. Brandy Sewell. What is the soul? What is the soul? Uh, the soul is the untouchable essence of our being. It is an energy that each human has that shows who they innately are within uh, their true, when they're in their true self and in their true being, when they're connected to themselves and in being connected to themselves, in my personal beliefs, also need to be connected to others. All right, so Austin, what is the soul? Uh, I feel like the soul. <laughs> oh, was was laughing at me. <laughs> um, so the soul, I think, is just like who we are as people. I feel like it's what holds like our interests, our beliefs, our passions, the things um, that make us people. I feel like we all have such a unique individual soul. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's where we just store all the things that are like special to us. If that makes any sense. <laughs> Love it. And then what's your definition of God? Energy, um, connection, roots. It's not, all of us, yeah, it's not Sky Daddy that I used to believe in and be terrified of. It's all of us, right? It's this, it's the the glue that is all of us together. My definition of God, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's changing throughout the years. Like growing up, I always thought of like some untouched man in the sky that like judges us. But I think um, as I've grown older and also just my perceptions and being in school, um, it's more so who who you self-define it to be so for me I think it's um my spirituality and how I connect with individuals around me the planet my values um so yeah I don't think it's a person perhaps more so just um a space of safety and faith so yeah God is an unexplainable and all-powerful energy that no one can define no one can tell you who is or who isn't 
Um, one of the things that I have told my children, um, their father is actually considers uh, himself atheist. And I, when my children ask me about religion, spirituality, anything like that, I tell them, if someone tells you 100% that they know the truth, you 100% must know that they're lying. Because every individual has their own interpretation and their own truth. And if someone tells you that something bad is going to happen to you if you don't believe what they believe, or if they tell you they 100% know uh, without a doubt um, that that's the truth, it is their truth. And it is their faith rather than having logical proof of anything. Um, so my definition of God um, definitely has changed a lot in life. Um, <clears throat> kind of similar to Azira, but in a different perspective. I grew up in a very uh, Southern family. So uh, I was brought up in the Southern church scene growing up and um, it was really funny. I was just talking about this with one of my friends yesterday about like, I didn't even know what an atheist was or that there was an option to not follow God until I was in like eighth grade. Um, funny enough. <laughs> and so like, you know, I was brought up and I believed in God and Christianity and stuff. And then um, just within the LGBT community and so many other things as well that are just countless, you know, I experienced so much hate within Christianity and religion and was like, you know what, if this is what people associate Christianity with and God with, then I don't want any part of it because I don't want to be associated with something that's hateful. And I would say it was probably towards the end of high school where I feel like I kind of found God again and felt like, you know, to me, I can have my own relationship with God that shows me what that Christ-like love is like and what it means to truly love people and truly, you know, share the light that is God in Christ. Very nice. Always considered yourself a spiritual person or did you have an aha moment where you recognized your connection to something bigger than yourself? I was a very curious child. So I think I had a series of aha moments because there were people telling me that what I thought didn't fit um, the biggest aha moment that for me, when it comes to like, cause I grew up in a Baptist church, um, other than being told that yoga was like satanic. And I was like, yeah, that makes no sense. Um, that my aunt was a singer and a choir director and she would sing and I would feel so much more than when I listened to the preacher preach. And in my church, women couldn't sit in the pulpit. And so here I am, this young black girl watching this woman move people's spirit, but she's not, she doesn't have the authority to, to give a word, right? And so for me, that was not, I don't know, it wasn't an aha moment. It was more like, a, this is a fucked up situation moment and it doesn't make sense to my soul. Um, and so that was like, that's the one that sticks out to me. I can still see her singing at the piano and like, it didn't make sense. Um, so yeah, I guess I've always been spiritual. Um, I've been called a heathen and a witch and all of those things. And I am very proud of that. I would say my aha moment in um, Christianity, like I was grown up, like obviously black grandparents going to church every Sunday. Um, and I think that's also why, like it took me a while to self-identify what that means for me. 
Um, but in high school, I had more of an aha moment, you know, Jesus night, cry night at church camp. Um, <laughs> but also coming to IU and just being able to experience life by myself for the first time kind of shifted my perceptions of um, how we define Christianity um, as a whole. And I realized I don't really necessarily recognize and fit within the boundaries of what collective and organized religion is. So um, I would say I'm a spiritual person and um, being able to understand what that means for me and how I can um, aid people in that has been really important to me. So I think yes and no aha moment, but also we've grown since then and been able to self-define and um, help others come to that realization as well. So um, I was brought in a household where my mother, my mother was raised as Jehovah's Witness. My father was raised Baptist. Ooh, shared yeah. trauma. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, but my mother, even though she was raised as a Jehovah's Witness, she did not subscribe to that, but she considered herself um, Christian, but non-denominational. And I think my father did too, even though at times he would tell me he was more like a Buddhist than he was a Christian, <laughs> which was a little confusing, but I was brought up to be able to explore what I wanted to. And I think that's important. Um, I connected to the fact that it doesn't really matter what religion you are, or if you have a religion at all, if you can live kind of by a golden rule. Um, and most religions share, share that same ideal, although it's also perverted in ways by doctrine and by um, false prophecy and interpretation of others. I think a lot of times um, if we're listening to another person tell us what to believe, it's more important for us to discern and use our critical thinking. God gave us a brain for a reason so that we can use it. And so we need to be able to discern those things for ourselves. I did have an aha moment when I was in high school because I remember this was like, uh, I get goosebumps every time I think about it because it was just like the most bizarre experience of my life um, because it was still in like my time of like, I didn't really want to associate myself with faith or God or religion at all. And um, Azira and some of my other friends were attending a group at the time. Um, and they were like, you should come. It'll be cool. It's like fun. The people are really chill and this and that. And so I was like, oh, I don't know. And so then I ended up attending and was like, after meeting and like talking with some of the people in that group, because they had some shady people in that group. I ain't even got a front. <laughs> but, you know, um, there were a few of them that were like so genuine and kind and I remember there was just one time that I was like you know what I'm willing to give this a chance and I kind of asked or like prayed was like you know if this is real if this is meant for me if this is where you're leading me then kind of show me and I remember like I very anxious person and I don't like doing things alone and all of my friends were going to the group one night and I was like or they weren't going to go because we were just like busy and I was like oh I don't think I'm gonna go alone but like something was like eating up at me like you should go and so then I ended up going and like one of the girls at the group um who I was kind of close with 
ended up sharing like her story and like just like of her childhood and how she grew up and it was like almost identical to mine and I was like so there that is so we will have that so I think that was kind of like my aha moment of like you don't actually have to you know be hateful and hate all people that aren't just this cookie cutter mold of a person to follow God or be a spiritual person. Great. So th those questions were a little heavy. Here's a softball one. What do you believe is the purpose of life? To do good, to fuck shit up when it needs to be, um, and to see people. Yeah, to see people. <laughs> Honestly, I think everyone, my purpose is has always been to help people. And um, just, I know happiness is like a very broad category, but being able to find joy rather than happiness has been my purpose and being able to help other people reach joy rather than happiness. Like we're surrounded in a world with so much oppression and hatred anyway. Um, so why not be a person that can shed light and help other people, um, one, reach their own resilience and being able to see that in themselves. So I think my purpose is to help people, but the overall purpose, who knows? I would say love is the purpose of life. I think who we love, what we love, how we love it, even things, people, places, things, shows us our relationship to the world. If we're capable, the more people we're capable of loving and accepting, the better relationship we have with ourselves and the better relationship I think that we can have with the world and the more meaning we can derive from our life um I always I just I don't know I think we all have a different purpose in life I feel like we're all here for a reason and we all have a different reason and for me personally I feel like my purpose in life is like I had like I feel like there's just been so many instances where I felt like just the cards were never in my favor and like I had a rough childhood growing up and like struggled with family stuff and you know now I'm kind of navigating through the private Christian school life here at IWU for a few more years and I've always felt like my purpose is that I went through some challenging things and I think I kind of touched on this earlier and just like I went through challenging things and those things don't define me and I think my purpose is to be here and be as loving as a person as I am while I am here and you know show people because you know it's so true that you never know what somebody's been through in life and if, I've always just felt like if I can show somebody what true love is and make that person feel loved and cared for then if I've at least impacted one person then I think my job has been pretty good. <laughs> Okay, so normally we would ask, like, what is the secret to a happy life? But with that being said, I'd like to say, what is the secret? I would like to ask, what is the secret to a joyful life then? Yeah, I think I think recently I've been trying to understand the difference between happiness and joy. Like happiness is momentary and we're, it's going to come and go. But joy is something that I'm still trying to figure out and reach and discover. Like we It's all, more like a deep seated thing, you know, it's very yeah, hard to unseat yeah. it. Mm -hmm. I think joy is like there's not really a secret to it. I think it's whatever whatever brings you joy is what you need to indulge yourself in like 
I know like I'm a person that is coming to the realization, like I have some mental illnesses that I didn't realize were there before. So being able to understand what my joy looks like and how to live life and live in my truth is what's going to bring me joy. Um, so I think it's just from person to person again. Okay. So to, to seek joy, right? Like to, to seek joy when you can, um, happiness is like a conditional state. It's not something that you can just have or be all the time. Um, and so even just like to understand that happiness is sometimes just not accessible. Um, that's part of living. I don't, living a happy life or a happy life isn't necessarily it for me, but living a fulfilled life, um, accepting that this is it, right? Like I got this one and this is it. Um, that's a part of it. Seeking joy and figuring out what those joy triggers are for you. I can open a can of tennis balls and sniff the can of tennis balls and it makes me feel real happy. Um, that, you know, those are, those are those moments where I'm seeking out joy to, to bring some happiness into my situation. Acceptance. Ooh. acceptance i um i have to be able to accept myself i have to be able to accept others even if they have differences even if they have <laughs> a lot of different ideas that i disagree with i still if i treat them with a certain amount of respect and acceptance i think that people are more likely if you're more if you're able to develop a relationship with that person that's not contentious. I believe that it can ease cognitive dissonance in a way. There are lots of things I didn't really want to accept. And, and I will say this, I struggle with major depressive disorder and I have since I was about 14. And there were a lot of things in my life I felt were out of control and I couldn't accept. Once I was able to accept those things and realize I have a lot less control over a lot of things in my life than I would like. I was able to be a lot happier as a person. I'm still trying to figure that one out myself. Um, I think a lot of the secret to a happy life is you have to do a lot of self-discovery. You have to really figure out who you are as a person. Um, once again, something that I am still figuring out, something that has really came to me a lot, I think in the past two years being here at IWU. Um, and you know, I think it also has a lot to do with who you're surrounding yourself with and the environment that you create for yourself. Um, and like I said, like I live here with six straight guys, which is something I never thought I would ever do ever. And it's a very scary and intimidating thing, but like, I've always like, I'm like, Hey, this is my boundaries. This is what I need to exist. This is like, I'm not a very high maintenance person, but there are some things that I need. And so like, you know, I think when you surround yourself with people that aren't judging you and are like, you know what, you know, we're different as people. Cause I think that's the beauty of life. We're all completely different. And we all celebrate that in this house that we all are different and that we all have different everything. And so I think I really tried, like recently I've found like happiness within finding my people and finding, you know, people that celebrate me and also people to celebrate. Nice. Um, and what is your personal prayer? It's weird. Cause my personal prayer is I hope I'm not doing this wrong, which is not, that's my first answer, which is not a, like, that's not a me thing. I hope that I'm uh, continually learning, 
Yeah. That's my personal prayer is that I'm constantly learning. My personal prayer is, I guess one, just to understand myself and um, actually credit myself. Like I have a very, for a long time, I just like hated myself and being able to learn how to love myself and love others is one of my biggest struggles. And also one of the things that I want to continue to do is learn to love myself um, while being able to love others. So I think that's my biggest prayer other than um, being able to provide, like I am the provider of my family. And I just want to see, um, like I do everything for my sister and being able to see her grow and love herself um, is something that I would love. So I think those are my two. (laughs) That's a good one. It could be something like, oh, great Lucy, who art in heaven. (laughs) I would think that at at the, my very greatest moments, I pray for the best outcome for everyone and everything. And if I can pray for that, then I feel more at peace, I think. Uh, Because the best outcome for me isn't always going to be the best outcome for another person. Um, And so I pray for myself to have the best outcome uh, of situations and my best life and try to understand what I can and can't control. And I pray for other people as well to be able to have that uh, same ability. There's a lot of them. But I think recently in my personal prayer, and just every day is like, you know, what, like, I always pray to like, if there's somebody that needs just a light right now, if there's someone that needs love, if there's someone that needs, you know, something that I am capable of providing, then show me that person. Um, I want, like I said, I want to be as impactful and, you know, show people what it means to truly love one another, what it means to truly be there for one another. And I think, um, every day. That's probably my prayer is that I am able to come in contact with people that need something that I can personally provide for them. Caroline gave me the sad question. What do you think will happen when you die? So I don't know, right? Because nobody comes back and like tells us like the report, but um, I'm assuming lots of white light and glitter and sparkles and shit like that. And that sounds great, but also one thing that I know that is supposed to happen when I die is that my friends are supposed to play the percolator at my celebration of life. Um, and so that shall happen. Um, and also as I'm listening to um, Azira and Austin, like I want people to not, I don't want people to miss me because I, f- because there's a void that is left when I die. I want people to, be like, damn, because of her, I saw this in myself because she saw this in me. Um, So I hope that people, I hope that like I live a life that is fulfilled and there's enough love spread that people are fulfilled by me if I'm not here. I don't know. I think my, I I have this tattoo. I'm obsessed with Hamilton. Um, So I have this tattoo of like legacy. And I know like there's like a negative connotation to people leaving a legacy. Like it's usually held with like oh they're selfish and gluttonous and all this other stuff um but I think that when I die I would like to leave some sort of legacy whether that be 
Grant County Pride or just simply helping someone on the street. That's my end goal was to just be considered a good, kind person. And if that's my legacy, then I'll be content in that. Oh, I think the bugs are going to eat me and (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be, you know, infested with all kinds of larvae and whatever. That would be my body, Uh, my spiritual self, um, the thing that is other. When I die, there will be people who remember me um, fondly, I hope. And um, I think it's possible to have another life and to live multiple lives. Uh, I I do um, partially because of experiences I've had in my own life. Um, but I think it's also possible that I may not have another life or, you know, the idea of reincarnation, maybe I would be reincarnated, but maybe at some point there would be an end of that. And I would just be, uh, released into the ether of the universe. I don't know. (laughs) I think it doesn't matter because I'm going to be dead. (laughs) Yeah, if nothing else, you'll be a tasty treat for the buggies. And that's what if really nothing matters. else, I will nourish the earth. That's okay. <laughs> the fans are gonna be like, wow, this human is delicious. We need more of this. Oh hard saying. Um <laughs> I guess I'll figure it out someday. But um probably when I die, I I don't know what happens. I won't speak on the what happens afterwards, but I kind of like what Azira was saying, I definitely would love for there to be some form of a legacy. I would love to be remembered as being a loving person. I want, I would hate for somebody to say, oh, Austin died, gross. Um, or like a little celebration, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I guess um, after I die, I would like the legacy to kind of be left that I tried my best to, you know, though I may have not grown up or even now be in the best circumstances, like. I made the best of a shitty situation and, you know, I've been very fortunate and I hope that I can help show other people how to, how to make memes while you are, while your circumstances might not be as great. And what do you, Tori Williams, know for sure? I know for sure that I'd like to believe that people are doing the best they can given what they have in their circumstances. Um, I'd like to believe that. I know that's not always true. Um, but what I do know for sure is that like we're all on this ball of dirt and water and it is fucked up and it is beautiful and it is challenging and wonderful. Um, so I know for sure that embracing all of the shit, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, the magnificent is what we're supposed to do. So Azira Fisher, what do you know for sure? I know for sure that we are going to make a change. Might not be today, might not be tomorrow, but what we're doing now is helping and aiding in someone's life, whether it be small or little. So that's one thing I know for sure. (laughs) What do you, Brandy Sue, know for sure? For sure, I know that I can at least make some difference in the world, even if it's small, and that by talking about and discussing things, 
that are bigger than just myself is how I make would make the biggest difference I think in um in the world and not being so self self-centered I think is a a good way to make a big difference in the world is you know by by giving whether it's of your time money whatever resources you may or may not have I think it just all helps with the betterment of society and Austin finally what do you know for sure what do I know for sure? Probably that we've all got shit going on. We all have these crazy lives. We all live completely differently and we all are experiencing things completely differently. And if there's one thing I know for sure, it's that we just got to keep working on loving each other better. And, you know, I think once again, I keep talking about it, but it's something that I've learned a lot this past year is that um, when you love others, that impact grows so much more from than if you were hateful to one another. And like a lot of the things that I've been challenged with this past year, like I said, I've been handling them with as much grace and patience as I can. And because I just know if I go in angry and pissed and yell and do things, because trust me, I have many times. I had a backpack full of books that I was like, oh, this would look real good just throwing at you right now. But, you know, I think when you handle everything, you know, you don't give people that narrative to say, oh, that's how gay people are, or oh, this is how this group of people are. So I think just treat everyone kindly and patiently and lovingly. Love that so much okay wonderful okay all right lucy we'll talk soon okay thank you bye 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 aria just tell us the truth give us the whole truth and nothing but the truth we can handle the truth where were you on the night of the 15th being delightful i'm sure and amazing (laughs) you know you were being awesome they'll make us come over there Oh, 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 oh,